The views expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals being interviewed and do not necessarily represent those of the Greater Winter Haven Chamber of Commerce. You are listening to It's Happening in the Haven. I'm your host, Rachel Lawrence, filling in for Katie Worthington-Decker. Each episode, I get the privilege to speak to the amazing people taking Winter Haven and its surrounding Central Florida area to the next level. We're future-focused, celebrating our entrepreneurial history and leveraging it for our bright future ahead. We have a very exciting episode for you today. For our main segment in today's episode, we have the privilege of hearing from Chris and Amy Sexton of Destroyer Media. Our next guests include Steve Cochran, Senior Director for Workforce Education and Multiple Pathways with Polk County Public Schools, Naomi Boyer, Chair of the Career Academy's Advisory Board, and Kim Long, Executive Director of Polk Vision. We also have a history segment from Bob Gerner of the Museum of Winter Haven History. This podcast is produced by the Winter Haven Chamber, but made possible through a phenomenal partnership with Dolphin Image Studios. Our producer from Dolphin Image Studios is Nate. Hey, Nate, tell our listeners a little bit about your studios. All right. Dolphin Image Studios is a uh, full production film and television studio. We offer a 3,000 square foot soundstage, psych wall, LED wall, and a podcast studio. If you want to find us, just go to facebook.com backslash Dolphin Image Studios. We believe it's important to continue to release our podcast throughout the coronavirus crisis. We hope that you find these as a nice diversion to something very heavy we are all going through right now. My job has changed over the last few weeks, and at the Chamber, we continue to promote our local business community, but how we promote and how we communicate with our businesses and the community has adapted to, quote, the new normal. I want to encourage every one of you listening to this podcast to make a pledge to invest your money in our local community. The regulations and government guidelines are changing daily, but we can adapt to those while continuing to support our neighbors. And when this is all over, and it will end, we will be here to help you rebuild. This podcast is made possible through the generous support of local businesses in the Winter Haven community, including our presenting sponsor, Fred Simons Insurance Agency. That's right. There's a new farmer's insurance agent in your neighborhood. Meet Fred Simons with the Fred Simons Insurance Agency located at 325 Avenue C Southwest, Winter Haven, Florida. As the road you travel changes, so can your insurance needs. Give Fred Simons a call today at 863-259-1826 so he can help you as you assess whether you're ready for the journey ahead. That's Farmers Insurance Agent Fred Simons at 863-259-1826. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Chris and Amy Sexton are relative newcomers to Polk County, but honestly, you would never know it from how involved and engaged in the community these two have become. Owners of Destroyer Media, with a suite of products including Haven and LKLD Magazine, CentralFloridaTix.com, the Winter Haven Farmers Market, Slow Roll and Ski Show, and so much more, these two keep very busy. And that's why we are so appreciative of them coming on the podcast today. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey. Thanks Thank for you. having us. Of course, of <laughs> course. So I'm going to throw this out to either of you. Tell me a little bit about your life pre-Winter Haven, as if there is a life before Winter Haven. <laughs> right. Do you want to see, this is where it's awkward, because two of us and one of us have to start. Yes. Yeah. One, two, three, not it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, um, most recently we 
moved down from Michigan, and I was not working in a magazine or any kind of media industry. Mm -hmm. So coming down here, uh, this is all kind of new. Not what I had planned. Yeah. What were um, you doing before? So I worked at a store called Anthropology. Oh yeah. Um, but I, um, I, we lived in an area where I could walk to work every day, and I could walk to the grocery store, and it was a very walkable community. And mm -hmm. I think that living there helped when we moved down here. Like I want that back again. Right. But um, so I was working at a, it's a clothing store, mm -hmm. and. When we decided to move down here, we actually moved to Davenport first for the first year um, because I thought I would be working in Tampa or Orlando. Mm -hmm. um, but the job that I wanted, um, there's only one position in the store. Um, it would be f like creating the art installations there. Oh, so okay. um, They have a person that's their job? To yes. The art? Oh, wow. No wonder it always looks so good in yes. the anthropology <laughs> stores. So, uh, needless to say, that did not work out. Mm -hmm. So I was um, not busy <laughs> <laughs> at all for that first year, I guess. Did that drive you crazy? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that, um, all, that all changed when yeah. so those things happened there. Yeah. Slowly. He, I drug her in. He slowly drug me in. So first he would say, can you just write the calendar for us? Right. Like, Sure. I'm not doing anything else. And then it slowly went to, can you go and take some photos for us? Mm -hmm. Which you are very talented at doing. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. You're, I can never stage a food photo. Like, you can stage a food, food photo. Food is my favorite. That I will take a, a picture of food any yeah. time of the day. Yeah. I'm yeah. good at ordering it and eating it. <laughs> Does she go, wait, wait, don't eat that yet. Yes. yes. All the time. I got to take a picture. All the time. <laughs> Anytime. And whoever I'm with, I don't care. You don't eat your food yet. I'm taking a picture. Yeah. I Do you have to, like, um, prop cardboard underneath it no. so it sits correctly <laughs> no i like it totally natural i get rid of trash like straw wrappers mm -hmm. if that's the case or crumpled napkins car keys but no i like it totally natural in its natural habitat awesome. <laughs> but, um, so ready to be eaten exactly so anyway so he um actually said can you do social media for haven mm -hmm. magazine and then can you take some photos for us? Hey, can you come in and proofread for us? Mm -hmm. um, we need you to write a story. <laughs> uh, so slowly <laughs> I was started doing everything. Then finally about one year into it, I think, he said, um, can you be editor? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, Hold on a second. No. <laughs> no way. I can't do that. Amy just asked if you can cuss. I said, no, please don't cuss on the podcast. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, you can, you've kind of been doing it for a while now, right. so just come on in. So I, funny, said, well, I'll do it just like temporary because I'm, I'm sure I'm not that great at it. You'll find somebody else to do it. But now I'm so glad that I'm doing it. I can't, I can't imagine myself doing anything else. Yeah, well, she's great point. at it. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Oh, thank you. We needed that. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So we were doing something different. We didn't. There was no one that understood what I was trying to do. Right. So I was trying to do everything, and she gets it. She gets what, what our brand's about. So right. What the what the long term yeah. goal right, and what right. you're trying to come with. So Chris, you did have a lot of experience in kind of the media world pre Winter Haven. What was your career path like? Um, good question, Katie. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I uh, we were both uh, born in Dayton, Ohio. It's kind of the center of the universe if you're from Dayton. <laughs> and uh, we went to high school together. Uh, we actually met in high school. Um, and I've had a few past lives. 
Mm-hmm. My my main um, career was to be a musician. So uh, I traveled, recorded, played with bands, and that was what I was going to do till I was probably 25, 30 years old. I, f- I forget when I realized there was no money in music. Um, <laughs> but I uh, went to work at the Alt Weekly paper in uh, Dayton, Ohio, which was the Dayton Voice. It just spoke to me as a media, and I said, this is great. Mm-hmm. Um, long story short, I ended up creating a career of that and uh, just kind of worked my way from literally like sweeping floors to being you know publisher, and then was asked to go to San Antonio uh, for a group um, and did very well and humbly. Uh, was asked to go to Detroit after that, uh, did very well. Before we came here, we I actually tried to buy the Detroit paper uh, after turning it around, um, and that didn't work out because they sold a whole group and I couldn't buy a whole group of papers. <laughs> it was Metro Times, Orlando Weekly, uh, oh, really? San Antonio mm-hmm. Current, uh, Baltimore City Paper, and uh, the Cleveland scene, all mm. alt-weeklies. Mm-hmm. So uh, I couldn't buy them all. I just wanted Detroit, but hence it didn't happen. So I started to work for a company in Nashville that owned Tampa Creative Loafing, but they also owned a bunch of other cities, and I oversaw Kansas City, Cincinnati, and Charlotte. While still living in Detroit, <laughs> I would spend a week in each one of those three cities. And D.C. And I would go into D.C. and Atlanta. <laughs> Amy chimes in. Yeah, yeah, let's not forget about that other week of travel. Yeah. Every- <laughs> I was doing more event and consulting for their other. It was D.C. City Paper, Atlanta Creative Loafing, just doing yeah. event stuff for them and helping them out. But then I was running these other two, these other three papers. Um, for no joke, for, for two years, I was home two days a month. Wow. Maybe. Yeah. I was in hotels uh, just constantly. And it's kind of cool for like a couple months. You're like, hey, check it out. Right. I'm that guy that travels. And I'm in the hotel <laughs> and I'm going to go here and I'm in D.C. next week. And then eventually you're like, this is awful. Yeah. I don't want this anymore. I'm eating poorly. I don't sleep. Uh, you know, you get off a plane, you go to a meeting. Like It just was not good. And you missed us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I miss my family. I miss the family. Um <laughs> Start back over. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, honestly, we did. Yeah. It was tough. Yeah. It was really tough to do all that. So we decided to take a break. And it's ended up how we got here is uh, we were looking for an opportunity to not build something, um, you know, building these events or these properties for other companies. We wanted to build something for our own, um, or at least I did, because mm-hmm. I kept having to move and we didn't want to move anymore. Uh, and you put your heart and soul into things like this. And into your community as much as we work for our jobs it's it's there's much more to it like mm-hmm. we're a little more plugged in than just going and tightening a bolt every day we're really right engaged. it becomes your whole your yeah. life so when exactly. you leave those communities it's really hard mm-hmm. so those relationships the investment it's very personal for us mm-hmm. so hence there's there's more to that story mm-hmm. but that's what brought that's my path that led us here and and the desire to run our own company so why Winter Haven? Very good question. Mm-hmm. So when I was in Dayton as a young boy, I used to oh dream of Polk County. <laughs> <laughs> I had I a thought, walk. You know. I thought you were really going to start from there yeah. again. <laughs> oh, my God. When you were hanging out at Kings Island. Polk County was, yeah. so, Polk County was not on the radar at all. Uh, we, we were, I was looking at opportunities in Denver in Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really wanted to live in California. Mm-hmm. So that's where we started. So Polk was a natural progression through those cities. It was always at the top of my list. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, but the truth is there was an opportunity in the Lake Wales News and the Polk County Democrat 
needed someone to um, kind of reinvent those papers. And there was a chance to be uh, like owner equity and kind of buy into a larger package. And then the idea would be we would buy out that partner. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was what was sold us on the whole thing. My best friend lives in Nokomis. Amy's brother lives in Orlando. So we had some family here. And, you know, Tampa wasn't off the radar or even Orlando. Mm -hmm. But um, the opportunity for us to come here. And when I did come here to kind of look at those opportunities, we chose Winter Haven over Lakeland. Mm -hmm. So I kind of felt like Lakeland, um, um, we had more opportunity here. So mm -hmm. I just feel like Lakeland has some things in place over there. And that was going to be our kind of phase two was to start in Winter Haven. Uh, and it's been great. So. Well, we're really grateful that you did. And I remember we had coffee at Richard's, I think, when you first got down here. Um, and it was a, you know, a different product at the time and yep. everything that you're working on. And, and, you know, a year later, everything was completely transformed in terms of what you had touched and what you were working on at, at the company. And so you guys have heard me say it before, but when I talk about you two, um, I often refer to you as placemakers. Um, and it's not just a buzzword. I mean, it's, it's you guys have really... Um, through your suite of products, so Haven, LKLD Magazine, Central Florida Ticks, Slower Own Ski Show, the Winter Haven Farmers Market, they've all helped to elevate the brand and the culture in Polk County. And so is this an intentional goal for you and how you developed your business? Yes. So, uh, <laughs> okay, well, next question. No, <laughs> yes, next. Uh, the, well, part of it is, um, you know, we um, – that's kind of our role in mm -hmm. a community. If we're doing authentically and doing what we do right, we actually, Amy and I will joke that we'll, friends will like text us like, man, what's going on in Winter Haven? I saw this post and all these things. And we're like, well, it's Winter Haven is fantastic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Banksy isn't here every month doing murals up. Right. Uh, yeah. And that was one of the things we did early on. We were to get the Banksy piece here. And I don't mm -hmm. think anyone understood who Banksy was or I what was happening. I know didn't understand. I knew who he was. And we put the, <laughs> we put, you know, the Banksy kind of, one of his famous pieces is the rat right. on the cover. We were thrown, we're still not allowed in some places that threw our magazine out because we had the rat on I'm the cover. I'm going to name them now. No. Because no. <laughs> they didn't know what it was. They didn't understand they had, what well, it was. Well, they knew what it was when the piece was on um, the Sotheby's auction house and it started to shred mm -hmm. on live when someone bid like $2 million for it. Right. This piece shredded live. They were like, oh, I know who this is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This guy was had a piece in Winter Haven. Um, so little things like that. Um, you know, from the outside looking in, you'd think we were this, there's tons of art galleries and forward thinking, but we're just on the beginning of that. And mm -hmm. we're trying to fan the flames, fan the flames of, um, kind of cool stuff. And we live here. So mm -hmm. the farmer's market came because we walked downtown and we're like, man, you know, we want a farmer's market mm -hmm. or we, the slow roll was like, we went to the ski show and I thought what an authentic kitschy, like the coolest thing you've ever been to in a community that ties to the past, but is cool in the future. Mm -hmm. No one else has like they're building fountains or they're doing like things to pyramids. try to make. Yeah. They're, well, I just, other communities are yeah. trying to make oh. themselves into something cool by right. building it. And here we have it. Right. So I wanted to showcase it. So a little bit of that is um, a lot of it's by design, but it's also because well, I think because we have fresh eyes going yes. into it. Mm -hmm. So I started doing the social media for Haven immediately, and I knew nothing about the city, but I was walking around um, with looking at things for the first time. So I immediately saw the beauty in so many things, mm -hmm. whereas once you you live here for a, a while or mm -hmm. anywhere, you just get in your routine and you stop seeing things. Right. Yes. So um, That I, is such a good point. Yes. I mean, it really is. Yeah. 
Well, the motto of our magazine is is live in the moment and then support local. So mm -hmm. we yeah. want people to be more mindful and in the moment. Yeah. So. Uh, but I also wanted to keep things on a positive level. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to go around and complain about th things that maybe I think could, I don't know, be different. But I wanted to keep things positive mm -hmm. and show, remind people of the positive things happening in your city. Right. The simple things, like a locally owned restaurant where you could go eat lunch at. Mm -hmm. This guy lives here. He's got a restaurant. You can go and support him. It's easy. And the food is great. I'm mm -hmm. going to take a picture of it. Hopefully you'll see it and think, I forgot about that place. I'm going to go there. Right. So that's really the goal, I I think, and was easy for me to do because I saw everything for the first time. And I still kind of do. Well, I think it, even to the next level of mm -hmm. that, it's like we'd walk by an alley and there'd be a chair there and we'd be like, wow, this is like the coolest alley. Like, <laughs> I want to do an event in this alley. Yeah. Right. And we could take a picture of a chair and just be like, wow, this is really cool. Like, Why is the chair there? Yeah. This, what is this? There's a story behind that there chair. Yeah. Yeah. But it just, you know, uh, I think aesthetically, sometimes visually, uh, and just things are new to us. So we're we try to bring that, I guess. Well, and I think when you said the positivity around it, because even when, um, you know, when you're, your first gig, when you were in Winter Haven with the Winter Haven Sun, um, one of the major differences with that paper was it was not that you wouldn't cover certain news that had to be covered in terms of stuff going on, but it wasn't it if it bleeds, it leads or mm -hmm. right. if there's corruption, that's going to be like the whole focus of it was let's share the positive stories that are going on in the community and the people. It's very much about the people. Mm -hmm. And then you carried that through to, to Haven and to mm -hmm. LKLD. I mean, that's, that is one of the things that I think set you apart from other publications in the area mm -hmm. or just what you might categorize as a newspaper initially. Mm -hmm. um, you didn't have to be afraid to pick it up and be that you're going to be depressed like a mm -hmm. lot of people do when they read the paper. They're like, I don't even want to read it because I just don't even want to know yeah. all the terrible stuff going on. But you could you could pick it up and say, I'm going to learn something about my neighbor and yes. something cool that my neighbor is doing. Yeah. And that, that was really my background was the weekly papers, but much more of champion of the arts, kind of city center. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, um, it's like the, the weekly papers fight the rest of the negativity off like they you know celebrate the art celebrate the community mm -hmm. and the diversity um but truth to power journalism is you know also at the core of that right. so there's investigative or longer pieces in the winter haven sun when we put that together and launched it in winter haven that was like the first thing i did was to get that started here um was keep truth to power journalism in it you know city council water police fire mm -hmm. what's going on people should know are there are there issues um, there's not a lot of huge issues in Winter Haven, mm -hmm. which is a good thing. It is, yeah. Uh, but we still need to be that check and balance. Um, but it's more about storytelling and people mm -hmm. and, you know, helping people out, playing your role to shine the light to help people out. So uh, tell us a little bit more about your products. I know that you shared some of the goals and the purpose of um, the Haven, but is there anything specifically you'd like to share about LKLD or the centralfloridatix.com? No. <laughs> well, <laughs> well um, I'd, I'd like to start by saying my goal, because I work mostly with Haven and LKLD mm -hmm. in the farmer's market. So um, my goal for Haven and LKLD is to keep it. Um, I want people each month, uh, if you notice, we never put words on the on our cover. It's usually just a photograph or something mm -hmm. um, because... 
I just want people to know what it is and pick it up without having to be tricked into it. They, mm-hmm. they, when Haven comes out, they know it. It's a new one. I need it. I'm taking it. And they can keep it on their table and it looks nice. But my goal is basically once you open that up, you are inspired to do something. Maybe it's something little, going to a new restaurant, or maybe it's something um, you're inspired to do that thing you've been thinking about for 10 years, that new business or anything. You're inspired, maybe I'm going to try it now, Mm -hmm. or to meet new people. You read about somebody and maybe you see them out and you approach them and talk to them and maybe they've inspired you in some way. I love to hear about when a magazine goes out and connections are being made yes. because of that. I, that is the best thing in the world for me. Um, I read the story, and I know that guy. He went to school with my sister, and now we emailed, and we're together, and we're talking, and we're going to start this new thing. So it's like a snowball effect, mm-hmm. and I love that. And, I, and that's the goal of the magazine is to at least – at one point when you're flipping through, be inspired to do something different in your life, even little or very big. Um, but we have a lot of other things we offer, too. I think, well, <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> but with the magazines, I think that she that's exactly right. And we also want to, you know, it's um, it's about living in the moment and, and kind of squeezing the most culture you can out of your community. Like you want to really juice it and live 30 days. Hopefully you pick up a haven or an LKLD, and you're like, for the next 30 days, top 10 things to do in Winter Haven or in mm-hmm. Polk or a calendar or these events or a cocktail we made. or mm-hmm. It's just some way that you can become engaged and live a little richer life because it's there. You just have to be awake to it. Right. We want to try to give a roadmap to that. Um, and so we really try to, we try to do that right every month. So, and we do a Central Florida Ticks, which is a ticketing platform. Um, which kind of plays to our core business. A lot of events are marketed here. Um, so we're building a community within the within our community uh, for events. It's, you know, it's a very affordable platform. Mm-hmm. It, it, it helps small organizations look a little more professional, manage their money, and it's free for them to use. We make a very nominal fee on each ticket. It's, you know, we're, we won't retire from Central Florida Ticks money, <laughs> but it's it's one more service that plays to the whole that really helps kind of small businesses. Um, the farmer's market came about literally because we went down town and just thought, um, and well, there's a lot of markets in town that sell things. Um, in Michigan, we would go to a market every week we could walk to, and we would leave carrying bags of stuff. Like our food, food. for the week. Mm-hmm. And we thought, I thought, in Florida, it's so nice all year round. The markets are going to be so great. And they weren't. Um, <laughs> nothing, they, and again, that's just different. They were different. They it's were just different. different. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I think that, uh, and I think that that's great. Uh, but we wanted to do something that was more food forward. Mm-hmm. That uh, you could come get a coffee and kind of create that little that market community. Right. And it, and it, there's nothing more local than a farmer's market. You're not yeah. going to have Walmart selling things there. Nothing. No. Like, well, yeah, there is something against Walmart. But <laughs> the point is it's hyper local, which is what we're about. Right. Do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. So. Well, and um, so my family has yet to miss a farmer's market <laughs> since Yay. January 11th. Yes. Um, so, Thank you for that. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Well, we just intentionally, we said this is going to be our Saturday morning routine. And nice. it's fabulous because... You know, I'm unlimited caffeine intake right now, so mm-hmm. I wait till I get to the farmer's market to have my Imani Joe's coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but 
one thing that I find, it's not just a great place to get um, artisanal food or we, frankly, we've had um, snow crab claws every single weekend since you started having those. those so and that's been our Sunday night dinner, which is yeah. a fun routine because it's a very active meal yeah. <laughs> um, yep. in terms of cracking them and everything. Um, but I find too, it's a, it's a true community gathering place. So mm-hmm. we always say, well, we'll just run up for a half an hour mm-hmm. and then three hours later, <laughs> we're right. still there talking mm-hmm. to people. Skylar's still running around stealing cherry tomatoes <laughs> from yes. the, the, the vendor at the end of the thing um, who now just comes up and gives us a bushel of the tomatoes, yes, that's great. Um, which is awesome. But, um, you know, so, um, you know, you've been at it a couple months now. Is mm-hmm. it what you expected? I mean, what what's kind of your, your hopes and dreams for the farmer's market? Mm, well, we want to take it global, but we're going <laughs> to, um, you know, the hopes and dreams are that it becomes sustainable and, you know, 15 years from now, we come to Winter Haven and you go to the farmer's market mm-hmm. uh, and we help create a, a community and an event like that. In my past lives, that's been a little bit of my thing, not a farmer's market, but creating events that are from the Detroit Beer Festival or mm-hmm. the Pig and Whiskey Festival or the San Antonio Beer Festival. Those all started, um, you know, kind of we created those. Amy may not have been on the payroll, but she no, helped but with I was every. There. She helped with every. We understand that our husbands who work for we, the Chamber of Commerce yeah. do without a paycheck. We created all those events, so we want to create something sustainable and long term and grows. We do mm-hmm. think, you know, if you look at Winter Garden, uh, Winter Park, or uh, some of the other uh, neighborhood communities, neighboring communities, we think, you know, we planted the seed, and if we if we do it right, it'll grow. And mm-hmm. I think the time's right for that to grow. So it succeeded expectation. I didn't mm-hmm. think we would get as many people out, um, us owning media company and <laughs> avenues has really helped. Right. But that, uh, I think week one, we had 500 to a thousand people out to our market or oh, something. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. uh, it really kind of blew us away and, and the community has been really supportive of it. Yeah. Really supportive. Like, mm-hmm. like letters and comments and mm-hmm. let me pull you aside. Just say, this is great. Right. Yeah. You know, like, it is. so that's been really, really, really nice. Yeah. So for our listeners, if someone's interested in being a vendor at the farmer's market, what are you looking for and how can they reach you? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, we are looking for some specific vendors, um, and I specifically don't remember what they all are. <laughs> but we ha- you know, we're trying to be food forward. We are going to add more makers later on, uh, makers kind of craft items. Um, but um, we're looking for people that produce. And any farmer farming anything, mm-hmm. um, you're a rock star. Citrus, we appreciate what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want you, we want you at our market. But you can find out more info at www.winterhavenfarmersmarket.com. There's a vendor application. All mm-hmm. the stuff's on there that'll walk you through the process. Um, Very reasonable. Yeah, mm-hmm. we for the, a booth is thirty dollars a week. Um, mm-hmm. Oh wow! We do a lot of marketing for it. Mm-hmm. We do, and we personally are there every Saturday to make mm-hmm. sure it gets up and running this first season. Hopefully by the fall, we'll have more people helping out. Um, but we wanted to, um, to to get things off. Rick Baker, the old mayor of St. Pete, helped mm-hmm. consult with it. Mark Johnson, who does the St. Petersburg Farmers Market, is uh, still consulting with us on it. Mm-hmm. So we. We were going to do this, and we really kind of put our best foot forward. So, uh, But you can find more info out on our, our uh, site. And there's probably about, you know, I'd love to have, uh, you mentioned. Pickles, hummus. Pickle guy. Citrus. Guacamole. Mm-hmm. Vegetables. Um, farmer, small farmers. Is it fresh cut time flowers? Yet? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know. Yeah. But yeah. there are, there's lots of table setups if you've not been to it yet. So you can come on down and. We have food trucks each week, two of them, 
Um, so you can get breakfast or brunch and sit at a table and eat mm-hmm. with your family and whoever else walks by and hang out and Absolutely. then buy your food. And We've really tried yeah. to curate it from uh, seafood uh, that's like sustainable seafood, Florida seafood from mm-hmm. uh, all, all women captains that yep. she buys all her seafood from. Like mm-hmm. how cool is that? Like that's as cool as things – that's as cool as cool gets. Oh, yeah. Um, we have a great baker from Honeycomb uh, mm-hmm. in uh, Lakeland. Phenom- like best sourdough you can get. Mm-hmm. The bread is still hot when he gets there in the morning. I'm wow. the only yeah. one that can feel the bucket because nobody else is there, <laughs> but he brings it in these bins and it's just steaming. Right. Yeah. And it's amazing. And that's – I mean, and he's really um, – an anchor in terms of like people he's started to get a cult following people right. show yes. up and they show oh, yeah. up early because they want to make sure they get their guava pastry or their yeah. sourdough mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff and yeah. i think that's when people look at the list of vendors um and they should follow your facebook page because you're constantly oh, updating yeah. that facebook page um there i mean you you, know, you might say, okay, well, there's 20 this week or whatever it is, but each one of them is so high quality. So yes. there's markets that might have 50 vendors, yeah. but you'll walk by 10 of them because it's it's not what you're looking for. Right. But these, we we have bought something new every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have our favorites that, mm-hmm. you know, we got to make sure we get the nuts. We got to make sure we right. get the, you know. So. We, that's very purposeful. We've yeah. uh, tried to curate that. So a farmer will, who's just, I call him rock star farmer. I've talked about, <laughs> man, I'm going to do a farmer's market. You got to do it with me. You got to do it. And he's like, all right, you tell me when. Yeah. Um, Will's one of those people, same as Honeycomb. People show up uh, to get his stuff. His Everything honey. he does is or- organic. Because you feel cooler yeah. in your yeah. presence. Yeah. He's, he's like on the front lines of, of he, you know, growing, producing, farming, his... you know, he, Hands and knees picking everything that morning. Yeah. It's all organic, all from his right. farm. It's amazing. And yeah, he has the a kale lot more was things. awesome. Right. Yeah, we bought kale from him. Yeah. It was really, yeah. really good. Yeah. Kombucha to Amani Joe's. Like, mm-hmm. we really tried to curate. Um, and we kind of have a waiting list of some craft-type people, but mm-hmm. we're, we're holding off to get a little more uh, scale on foods. Sure. And take-home mm-hmm. foods. And then we'll add more crafts and have more of an area that's kind of built around that. But mm-hmm. we, we really want to be a food market first, a quality food. Mm-hmm. So. so I'm going to um, kind of combo uh, the last two questions that we had for you, because I think they go hand combo. in hand. Combo. combine. Um, so, you know, I'm interested in this because I'm I'm a personal fangirl of everything that you've done for the community. And you guys mm-hmm. know that I just uh, the the elevating the conversation, because when I started in this job six years ago, um, I felt there was this just overwhelming self-deprecation about Polk County. It's like people couldn't see because you had been here a while. Mm-hmm. All the amazing, cool things that mm-hmm. are going on in mm-hmm. the community. Um, and so I feel like with that fresh eye that you have given, you've given to all of us. You've given all of us a reason to to have so much pride in this community. It's so nice of you to say oh, that. Well, thank Very you. Nice. No, I mean it, though. I mean it from the bottom of my heart because it's it's – so important um, how we communicate with each other, how we communicate to the world. Um, and even though we still do make fun of ourselves and, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing, but we have a lot of pride for what's going on. And because there are amazing people here like yourselves and many others that we've had on the podcast doing amazing things. Um, so what's your, you know, personal vision for your business? So Destroyer Media. Um, and, you know, obviously that is also an agency. So you have these products that come out, but you can also help you know, businesses with various different marketing needs and things of that nature. But then also, what is your vision for Winter Haven, Polk County? So what's your vision for your business and where is that going to go? And then what's your vision for Winter Haven in Polk County? 
Uh, I, I could go on. I have a lot of answers to those questions. <laughs> I could go on forever. I think for our company, um, you know, we are Destroyer Media. Uh, that kind of is the company we, we named that has all this underneath it. And we, we're we, storytellers. So We through, think differently. Yeah, and that's our kind of motto is, yeah. think, is think differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want you to think differently, not only about your community, your marketing, your business. Um, I think think differently is, is really captures it. But we are we we are storytellers. We're authentic in what we do. We put a little bit of uh, ourselves in what we do, and we think that translates well into helping people with their marketing, their story, their messaging through social platforms uh, and you know all digital services. So that's the core of our business. Um, we like having hyper local publications because we can work with people in the digital space and then give them connectivity to a hyper local market, which is very important. Uh, and these days to be connected locally. Um, so as a business model, we just want that to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could see that to grow. If there's areas of growth, um, events, uh, my background is very, very rich with events. And we, as I grow another arm in the next 12 <laughs> months, um, we, we're going to continue to do more uh, more larger events and scale events. Planned. Oh, Winter great. Haven, yeah. Ooh, I can't yeah. wait to hear about really Yeah, fun. so we have yeah. some fun events yeah. that we want to start doing. We're going to mm-hmm. do some different things in Polk. We're going to do some different things around the county, mm-hmm. and we're going to do very specific things in Winter Haven. So events will be a big part that you'll see us grow. Mm-hmm. And I think you mentioned, you almost nailed it. If you would have started the conversation you said about Polk, mm-hmm. we just came here from Detroit. Detroit could have, would have said the same thing. Oh, mm-hmm. we beat ourselves up, and you know everyone thinks all these bad things. With that is the fire of creativity and survival. People lock <laughs> arms and like, I got a blender. You're starting a business. You need it. Or I've got this. You take that. Yeah. There's a real sense of community that came together, and you just fight it all off. You fight the rest of the world off because you're going to survive, and you're going to do it, and you're going to create. Um, and that energy is authentic. Mm-hmm. And in Detroit, if there's anyone doing anything cool in San Francisco, it's a lot of cool things are coming out of that epicenter right? because of that um, energy and that, you know, we're going to make it happen. And they band together and, and just do great things. Um, I'm not saying other communities are not authentic, and but you can pay for that. You can mm-hmm. build it. You can put the cart ahead of the horse. And I think Polk County Winter Haven in particular probably is a beacon to that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an underdog. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. easy It's easy to be the underdog. Uh, and we are trying. That's where who I, you know, it's who I am mm-hmm. as a person. But I think that as a community, I could see us growing exponentially and growing cooler than the other areas around us. And when I mean cooler, doing great community things, doing great work, uh, building communities right, um, connecting our community, you know, all those things that need to happen mm-hmm. um, through those layers that happen authentically will happen here. And I think ahead of the others. I think yeah. that the others are trying to pay that, pay their way to that mm-hmm. spot. Yeah. You know, many yeah. cities across the country are. Yeah, well, I think connecting yeah. people um is a great way to grow a community. Yes, um, absolutely. It's one of my goals. Well, and people are at the heart of everything that, that you guys do. And so we are so appreciative of everything that you've done for Winter Haven, for Polk County, um, for coming on the podcast today and spending a little bit of time with us. I know you've got a, a, a crazy busy week, but what isn't a crazy busy week yeah. for you guys? So, um, you know, to learn more about uh, Chris and Amy and the services that they offer through Destroyer Media, visit destroyermediaandmarketing.com. Thank you guys yeah. so much for being here. All right. Thanks for Thank having you. us.
This podcast would not be possible without our Chamber Investor Businesses stepping up to support us. We'd like to thank one of our podcast presenting sponsors, Meeks Real Estate. Winter Haven was rated by Realtor.com as our number one hottest real estate market. Do you need help navigating your home search? Meeks Real Estate LLC is owned and operated by broker Realtor Carla Meeks. Carla has over 14 years of experience in residential and commercial real estate, as well as her GRI designation. Her office is located at 1510 North Broadway Avenue in Bartow, but Carla is actively involved in all of Polk County. Call or text Carla at any time. She would love to help you buy, sell, build, and invest in Central Florida. 863-604-9287 or visit CarlaMeeksRealtor.com. That's C-A-R-L-A-M-E-E-K-S Realtor.com. For our next segment today, we have guests that have come in to talk about Polk County Public Schools Career Academies. We have with us today Steve Cochran, Senior Director of Workforce Education and Multiple Pathways with Polk County Public Schools, Naomi Boyer, Chair of the Career Academies Advisory Board, and Kim Long, Executive Director of Polk Vision. So Steve, Polk County Public Schools is one of the most, in my opinion, aggressive and forward thinking when it comes to developing career academies for our students. Can you give us a little bit of history as to why we have been so proactive on doing that within our school system? Career academies academies have uh, been a uh, form or vehicle for school improvement for the past five years in Polk County Public Schools. Uh, Started uh, under the original uh, director of uh, workforce and multiple pathways, uh, John Small, who uh, looked at some models uh, of delivery for CTE education uh, in um, the um, Ford Next Generation in Detroit and looking at uh, uh, Nashville as a model. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, we decided that we would follow uh, the Nashville model of career academies, which uh, follows 10 national standards. um, And uh, the key among those is cohorting students, uh, following a career pathway, which uh, has at least three CT programs or three CT classes for mm-hmm. credit, and uh, allowing students to um, obtain industry certifications and dual enrollment courses. Uh, all of these things uh, allow us to uh, produce a student that is ready to go to work mm-hmm. or ready to go for advanced education uh, or, or, you know, ready to move on to the next phase of their life. So we've utilized it uh, here in Polk County uh, as a way to uh, serve the local business community by producing students that are ready for their workplace or by preparing students for that next step, either college or one of our uh, one of our technical colleges. Absolutely. And I remember, so in my previous career, I was a marketing coordinator um, and Polk County Public Schools was one of my clients with workforce education. And at that point, you could fit all of the academies on a, you know, a 12 panel brochure. And now I imagine it is a 
40-page booklets. You know, I imagine it's a, it's a lot larger with the number of growth. So how does, and, and maybe um, between Steve and Naomi, I'll kind of pitch this to you, how does the school district determine what academies are going to be developed, where those academies are going to go, and, um, you know, how do you kind of assemble that this is what we're going to need? Because you're really planning for the future in terms of what the workforce is going to need. Well, I, w- I was going to say, and, and the, you know, Naomi and I, uh, working together on the advisory board, um, we, we have a board, an extensive board, which is the voice of the business community mm-hmm. and the community. And uh, they uh, ha- help us direct um, what the community needs. And that is, you know, we're, we try to make academies that are serving uh, Polk County schools or serving Polk County business community. Mm-hmm. That, that economic component is absolutely critical. Um, in the past, when we first began, academies seemed to emerge out of teacher interest, local emphasis. And more recently, we're trying to take a more focused, targeted approach mm-hmm. as to what are the economic needs in that region so that we can address that talent pipeline, which you were mentioning, because we need to build a robust talent pipeline in order to keep our businesses afloat in many areas. Mm-hmm. And of course, Polk County is the, you know, is it the size of Rhode Island or Delaware. We're always compared to that 2,000 square miles with uh, how many uh, public schools do we have in Polk County? Um, uh, elementary through uh, high school, mm-hmm. we have over 200 schools. Wow. In Polk County. Wow. It's incredible. Yeah. So, serving that student population, how do you determine where you're going to put an academy? Well, uh, academies follow need mm-hmm. and they also, uh, we try to evenly distribute our academies. Now, we have some specialized academies where we really only have. Uh, one or two of, just mm-hmm. like aviation. Yes. Uh, CFAA, it is nationally recognized. We um, are having constant tours uh, move through that program. We've had uh, visitors from Nebraska. Uh, we had a, um, we had an, a, uh, what we called an insight on site, which we set up with the National Career Academy Coalition and brought um, b- people in from all over the United States to come look at that academy and some of the other academies that we have. Mm -hmm. But our academies follow uh, the need of the student and the need of the business community. We have probably um, at every high school a medical academy Mm -hmm. because it's popular Mm -hmm. uh, with the students and it's also of a great need. Mm -hmm. And it also allows students to prepare to either go right into the workplace or to go right to college. So students that are looking to be nurses uh, will matriculate up to college. We prepare CNA and phlebotomists who'll go right into the workplace. Mm-hmm. If, if I can add to that, Katie. So um, you heard Steve mention CFAA, that Central Florida Aerospace Academy. Yes. Um, and, and we tend to get into acronyms. Yeah. So All you um, education folks. We do. <laughs> Although I've been dealing with some military folks and they've got their fair share oh, of I'm acronyms sure. I'm as, sure. as well. Um, but as I mentioned early on in the process, it was very emergent. So where something um, made sense or there was an interest, uh, the academies popped up. Now we're trying to be strategic in that we've started um, sector councils, mm-hmm. so around industry areas. And we have, for an example, um, a construction council that 
took a look at where they were going to start acad- uh, construction academies. And, mm-hmm. we, and we went from having one in Bartow to now five across the district to serve the different regions. And we were hearing from the home builders and the commercial contractors that they could not get the talent that they needed in the door. Mm-hmm. And so by starting the academies and starting these councils, who are now... Give it, having input on the industry certifications that they're going to earn and the curriculum that they're going to do and to take interns in so that they're building their future pipeline of talent that can then see that industry. It's a really focused approach to be able to connect those businesses to the schools. Absolutely. Now, are all of the academies four-year academies? You can get in as a freshman or are some of them two-year academies. How does that work in terms of the length of time? Well, it, it all depends on the area of study. Mm-hmm. Um, most academies require at least three years of a CTE program. That's mm-hmm. what we would call a completer here in Polk County. Okay. The the only layperson here with a mic, um, apart from <laughs> Katie, uh, CTE needs to be uh, defined. Career and technical education. There, there you, go. you go. For our listeners. <laughs> uh, you you uh, guys are keeping me on point. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> so with um, Polk Visions kind of has been involved in, in the education realm, and, and Polk Visions, um, one of your main focuses is really tackling uh, the greatest opportunities and the greatest challenges that we collectively as a county um, have identified and can address. So can why um, has Polk Vision taken such a strong interest in the um, career and technical education and those career academy development? Well, it directly aligns with our long-term concerns about high school graduation rates Mm -hmm. and career and college readiness. Our board of directors uh, long ago determined that our future is tied to the future of our children and their quality of education. One uh, component, component Uh, regarding the academy's model um, is that they create small learning communities. Mm -hmm. It gives a student a sense of place. It also gives a student relevance to otherwise uh, mysterious uh, subjects. For example, uh, they may not have an affinity for uh, math or uh, until they realize that they need math in order to do a function of perhaps construction. Right. You right. know, they may not have an interest in geometry until they realize that it takes geometric equations to actually set up a ballroom. Let's say that that they need table placement and they need to figure out um, event flow. So one of the beauties to having um, this ability to create these learning models is it gives them a sense of place, They now can actually see themselves in a role, in a job for the future. It helps them with uh, aspiring to to something beyond high school. Mm -hmm. It also gives them a reason to come to school. So you will find that academy students um, have better attendance, and their other uh, more academically uh, focused grades also improve. So Mm -hmm. not only do they learn skills that are applicable in the business community, we're actually growing them towards a workforce, and uh, they feel uh, now that they have goals, whereas before they may have been a little lost before the academy structure came in. on what's the point of, Yes, why am I in school? Exactly. And Steve, have you, so Polk County is actually experiencing some of the highest graduation rates we um, are. that we've had, which is fantastic. And congratulations for all the efforts. I would like to, s- to say that um, 
we are B district. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are very proud to be a B district. It's the first time we've been a B district two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think our academy system uh, has played a role in that. Uh, you know, I, I was just going to point out when we talked about the graduation, um, uh, students that are involved in uh, career and technical education uh, average uh, a B, mm-hmm. uh, B grade. Students that are not involved are, have a high C. So uh, the graduation rate uh, across the board for Polk County Public Schools is somewhere in the mid-80s mm-hmm. uh, for uh, CT, for students that are involved in career and technical education, we're at 94%. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So uh, we're, we're, it's a vehicle, like I, like I said at the beginning, it's a vehicle for school improvement. And mm-hmm. if you have uh, an academy where you have uh, scheduling that uh, all of the students not only take their, uh, their career class, but they also take their math class and their English class together, and those things are tied into their CTE program, mm-hmm. their, career, their career program. Thank you. <laughs> I know, thank you. Uh, if all those things are tied in together, the students are really, they see the picture, the big picture right. of why, uh, why am I learning algebra? Uh, well, you're learning algebra because you need to know those formulas so that you can properly measure to uh, create a house if you're doing planning for that. Sure. So um, these things are important, and uh, the academy system allows them to uh, put put the big picture together. So um, we were very fortunate at the Chamber of Commerce. We um, were looking for a design intern, and here in uh, East Polk County and Eagle Lake, we've got uh, the IMAG Academy, which is design and, and a- uh, advertising and, and, and creating signage and all that sort of stuff. So I, I went to their teacher, uh, um, Teresa Warner, and said, I'm looking for a design intern. And I went, by intern, I mean, I can't pay them very much, <laughs> but they You're can build them something. I, I mm-hmm. did pay them something. I believe you should pay mm-hmm. interns, especially if they're doing something you would be paying someone else That's to right. do. I think you should. So um, we interviewed several students out of that program, and um, I thought, what a great way to build your portfolio. Uh, And so we ended up hiring an intern. um, Her name was Marissa out of the IMAG Academy, and she ended up working for us for close to five years, all the way through into college and, and that sort of thing. And she was fantastic. So we've benefited greatly from having that career academy um, in, in Winter Haven at Lake Region High School. Um, but Naomi, maybe you could address what are the other career academies uh, in kind of our greater Winter Haven area um, that have really taken off? It's amazing to me the the plethora of opportunities and academies we do actually have going in Winter Haven. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond IMAG that you mentioned, I know that there's a, a culinary academy. Steve, what's the name of, of their culinary academy? W- which one? At, at uh, Lake Region, sorry. I. I believe delicious. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's very good. They cater, yeah. and they I know Polk yeah. Vision has used them to mm-hmm. cater a number of events. And mm-hmm. we use Chef Marty and his students yeah. all the time. They do a wonderful job. They do. They do. I'm not. I'm not sure if they have a special name other than Chef Marty's crew. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a number of health health science academies, mm-hmm. and um, they can earn a number of industry certifications, as Mr. Cochran was was describing before. Um, Winter Haven High School has Technobotics Academy, mm-hmm. which is a robotics academy, and um, the four-year program there prepares them in multiple tracks. And I think that's really something that's very important. It used to be. In our vocational education programs, students were, were trained for a trade, and it was a very um, 
the, the optics around vocational ed was not mm-hmm. necessarily the most positive. Well, now we know that some of these trades, they can actually earn more and be more successful than, than those who, who may get some college and don't actually finish. And so um, the interesting thing about academies is you have multiple multiple opportunities. It's not just going into the trades. It's also college prep if that's the path they want. And so in the Robotics Academy, we have multiple um, opportunities through both algebra-based and calculus-based, mm-hmm. which are the two different levels. So if you're going to go into manufacturing and robotics, that's one opportunity. But then you might go on and be com- in computer science or or um, IT in some other area or some other form of robotics. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, I mean, that's the number one thing. It, it it kind of reminds me a little bit of the European model. Um, you know, when we when I did a travel abroad in high school and we were embedded with a French family, they really had to pick a career path as a high schooler. I mean, they'd say, I'm going to go into medical or I'm going to go into this. Now, whether they ended up doing that in the long run, but it gave them uh, some sort of direction and frankly allowed them to say, never mind, that's not what I want to do. And I mean, process of elimination is a big part of, you know, no one expects a 14 year old or a 15 year old to know what they want to do for the rest of their life. But by understanding how you practically apply your knowledge, um, as you all have mentioned, it gives it purpose. Um, so I want to say, Kim, did you want to say something? I, I, I don't think it can be overstated, though, the role that the business community and community members c- can play and should play in a successful academy. That is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we do not have the business and community support, then we do not have a great academy. Mm-hmm. And, and by support, we don't necessarily mean uh, financial support. There, the intellectual resources, the guidance, the hands-on practical application, time in the classroom, or those advi- uh, sector councils that uh, Dr. Boyer mentioned, those are all ways that individuals can get involved and help support these learning communities mm-hmm. because they are convened in support of the business and industry that in the short term and midterm are available to students. And as we prepare our workforce for the foreseeable future, um, an investment of a little bit of time, uh, whether it's a single event or as much or as little as you as a business leader, and I know we're speaking to them now, Mm -hmm. as a business leader can can invest in your local school, it will pay off big dividends in the end. So before I let you guys go, what what do you want to make sure that our listeners know about career academies? Well, I'll go first if that's okay. So so what Kim just said about the business community engagement is the foundation of the of the academy success. Mm-hmm. And we really need folks involved. And you heard me mention our sector councils, and we are now targeting creating a health sciences sector council. Um, our next advisory board meeting is on April 15th, and that's at eight from 8.30 to 10. I believe we're meeting at Travis Technical College. That's correct. This next time. Um, I welcome any representatives from the health sciences community to come and hear and see what we do. Mm-hmm. And then from that, we'll form some active engagement opportunities like the sector council or getting engaged at the school level um, because we need focused attention from our business community to be able to make sure that we route the school district resources in the right direction. Right. So as you're saying, the future of work, we don't know what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. But we hope that those that are out there engaged in the business can say, hey, this is what we need coming. This is what we need in the future. Because things are changing so fast. Mm-hmm. The four years 
from a, starting as a freshman and graduating as a senior, things look different when yes. they're going to get out. So that ongoing engagement is really important, and we're hoping that we have some health sciences re- representatives that come to join us at our That's next advisory board meeting. Yep. Well, um, I just want to say again, and, and uh, I want to talk to the community, which is um, we continue to need community and business support. Um, you can uh, you can come to our advisory board if and if if you feel that you'd like to be be involved. If you want to get involved at a at a lower level, go directly to your high school. Every high school in Polk County has career academies, and they're always looking for partners and people to be on the advisory board. And we're not looking for money, <laughs> but we are looking for your most uh, valuable. Uh, commodity, which is your time. time and uh, we need mentors to work with students. We need internships. I'm so pleased to hear that you uh, got a Polk County School mm-hmm. Board intern. That mm-hmm. is fantastic. Um, but we're looking for opportunities to give these kids to get out into the community to see what is out there in Polk County. Uh, you know, they'd be surprised the opportunity that is right here in Polk County. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to train them to get them ready to put them out there. I did want to say one thing last year, we had a record number of industry certifications and an, inter- an industry certification, it is a credential which shows that a student is ready to do a particular task in business and industry. Mm-hmm. It's recognized across the board. And uh, we produced us. Uh, 3,700 of those last year for high school students. (laughs) Uh, So they are ready to go out and work or take that next step. Yeah, and that's everything. I think what may be surprising to our listeners is just the wide variety of what that looks like. So that could be everything from you know, drawing blood to flying an airplane. That is correct. I mean, it is just uh, such a wide variety. Um, So if you have a student that is interested in a particular career path, um, Steve, where can parents go to learn about what career academies are available? They can go to the Polk County Public Schools website and uh, look for career academies Mm -hmm. or career and technical education. Uh, That has all of our information on uh, our academy and career and technical education offerings. Very good. Kim, did you have anything else you wanted to add? I just wanted to thank you for turning a spotlight on Polk Vision and its uh, reach into the community. And I do want to say that our work with the education, especially our work with Polk County Public Schools and the uh, career academies, is a very productive uh, and visible uh, point of alignment uh, where the business community community can actually bridge that gap between Mm -hmm. Uh, being a committee member and being involved, it, it really can turn you as a supportive to an engaged um, adv- advisor, mentor, and give a student a hands-on opportunity to learn um, what, what their future might bring. They can actually shape their future through involvement with the Career Academies. Absolutely. Not just their future, but the future of Polk County and our economic development. And our vision. Absolutely. (laughs) So thank you all three for for being here this morning. I really appreciate you coming in and spending the time with us. Thank you. My pleasure.
This podcast would not be possible without our chamber and investor businesses stepping up to support us. We'd like to thank one of our podcast presenting sponsors, Advent Health. Advent Health is a local leader in healthcare and is committed to providing care while extending the healing ministry of Christ. With the national focus on COVID-19, Advent Health would like to remind our listeners if they have questions about the coronavirus, they can speak to Advent Health experts by calling the hotline at 877-VIRUS-HQ. That's 877-847-8747. If you believe you've been exposed to COVID-19 or have specific symptoms of fever, cough, shortness of breath, or trouble breathing, please contact your primary care provider or go to the nearest Advent Health Center Care located in Winter Haven at 7375 Cypress Gardens Boulevard. Again, if you have questions regarding COVID-19, please call the hotline at 877-VIRUS-HQ. Advent Health is here to provide the answers that you need. As a part of our weekly podcast, we will have a variety of segments touching on topics that make Winter Haven and Polk County what it is. Our segment today is Where We Came From with your history segment host, Bob Gerner, director of the Museum of Winter Haven History. Whitledge or Winter Haven? The village is named. The land where Winter Haven exists today was owned earlier by an English company known as the Florida Land and Colonization Company. The home office was in London. Writing in her book, The History of Winter Haven, Josephine Burr noted that the company owned large portions of land area late in 1882, but that Sidney O. Chase of the Chase and Sandboard Coffee Company owned a big portion up until 1884 and possibly later. Both F.A.K. Harris and Peter D. Eckelsheimer arrived in the area as yet unnamed village of Winter Haven in 1884. In fact, Ecclesheimer arrived alone before Harris. Second in line to purchase land within the Platte, he then returned home to New York for his family. While Harris is the distinction of purchasing the first land in the newly platted village, Ecclesheimer and his wife are credited with naming the community. While Ecclesheimer was home getting his family, the realtors Blount and Whitledge contacted him asking his thoughts on naming the village Whitledge. In the meantime, Mr. Whitledge expressed his reluctance to put his name on the town and asked Mrs. Ecclesheimer if she could suggest a better one. In discussions with her husband, they considered the possible future of this area and of many lakes. They thought the town should suggest the reason for its existence, not only as a railroad stop and a post office, but its potential as a winter resort. The Ecclesheimers tested a number of descriptors with the word winter, finally settling on Winter Haven. Mr. Ecclesheimer wrote Whitledge that he saw two options. If the town was to be a business center with the post office and shipping facilities, then Whitledge seemed a good choice. But if the long-term goal was a beautiful winter resort, then Winter Haven would be a better name. According to the late Richard H. DeMott, Sr., on May 6, 1885, all streets, avenues, and alleys were dedicated as though Winter Haven was a small city. In spite of the fact that very few of them existed, except on paper. Descendants of the Ecclesheimers live in Winterhaven today. 
If you want to learn more about the history of Winter Haven, tune into our podcast or like the Museum of Winter Haven's History's Facebook page for more information and hours of operation. Well, that's it for another episode of It's Happening in the Haven. We'd like to thank our guests for today's podcast, Chris and Amy Sexton of Destroyer Media, Steve Cochran of Polk County Public Schools, Naomi Boyer of Career Academies, Kim Long of Polk Vision, and Bob Gurner of the Museum of Winter Haven History. Be sure to tune in every week to It's Happening in the Haven, available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. To learn more about Winter Haven and the Chamber, visit winterhavenchamber.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We hope you learned a little bit about our community today and even more about the people who are shaping its future. After all, no true community exists without the people who form it. Winter Haven. Some call it a haven. We call it home. <laughs>